Hello and welcome to Ask Launchpad, a podcast designed to tackle the career-related questions we hear most often in the Launchpad at York St John University. My name is Matt, one of your careers advisors in residence, and joining me today is Sophie Philpott, senior careers advisor and the newest member of the careers team at York St John. Welcome, Sophie. Hello, thanks for having me. Welcome to the first podcast of 2020. It's been ages since we last did our podcast. Um, I think the last one was with uh, Ariana Botti from uh, L'Oreal back in either October or November uh, last year. Um, but things have been really busy, right? Yes. I think <laughs> uh, I joined in September and I definitely have not had time to do a podcast before now. Yes. This is the first moment we've had to sit down and actually talk to each other Yes, in the small booth. And I think for the first few months, I think the longest we'd spent together in the same room was about 10 minutes. Yeah, and it became a running joke between lots of people that we were never seen in the same room at the same time. Yeah. So it's nice to share some space with you, Matt. Absolutely. Likewise, likewise. Um, so before we get into the nitty gritty of today's topic, for those who haven't met you yet, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, Sophie? Sure. So... I joined here in September, as I mentioned. Um, I work five days a week, but run off early each day to go and pick my four-year-old up from school. Um, And so I'm doing a lot of balancing between sort of parenthood and work life, which is interesting at best. Um, I have a few hobbies. I really, really enjoy getting into very cold bodies of water for a swim without a wetsuit on. Yeah. So you told me about this. When did that start? Well, I've always swam outside like as a kid my mum would have to have my swimming costume in the back of the car just in case Mm. I saw somewhere that I thought I could swim but I think about 18 months ago it became a hobby where I started going sort of weekly in the summer and regularly I go less than weekly in the winter because it's cold but I still really enjoy it so I swam on Christmas Eve and New Year's Day so far this year like recently and um, I've signed up for a six kilometre swim in July Wow, huge. That I can't swim yet, because I've never swam more than two miles in one go. So I've got to um, increase my swimming distance by 50%. Just a little bit. <laughs> just, just a little you bit. Know, just a little bit of swimming here and there. So I do that. I enjoy um, embroidery. Yes. Making up my own designs. Been doing some holiday snaps very slowly with thread. Um, I saw that. The, yeah, beautiful Cumbrian mountain I saw. Was, I like was the, the idea that it's beautiful. The last but... It was beautiful. It was lovely. <laughs> it was really nice. And, and you came the first time I met you, actually. You had um, a cardigan on with like big sort of flowers embroidered on them. And when I sort of said, I love your cardigan, you said, I did it myself. And I made it. Myself. it. Yeah, made it, it. I only wear that cardigan so that people can compliment me. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> it's not true. I just, I wear that cardigan and I, and I like it when, it's extra special when somebody tells you that they like something. Yeah. And you're like, I made it. Yes. Yeah. So I'm doing a bit of crochet at the moment for the first time in a few years. Yeah. So that's nice. And I like, I like making things. I I like to hope I'm creative at work and at home. Yeah, the crafty stuff, the crafty, mm. makey stuff. Because I know when, um, because um, the Great British Pottery Throwdown had just started, and that's often what we start the morning with. When we've seen it the night before, yep. that's what we'll start off and talk about and catching up on. It's just really, really great enjoying other people's skills. Yes. I love it when people are passionate about something, even if I've got no interest in what they're passionate about on its own. I love talking to people that have got passion and drive to see their passion oh, and to see it, that yes. excitement and that energy yeah. I find that really energising yes and so what's nice about things like the Great Pot- British Pottery Throwdown is that I like what they build and I like their passion yes so it's just nice friendly TV isn't it it is and I'm a hobby potter yeah. so I watch it and 
I'm really envious that I wish I had a kiln in the garage. Like I was literally looking on um, Gumtree if they were selling off uh, kilns. But I think probably everyone watching the programme who'd liked or interested was in pottery were probably looking for the same things as well. well. I would like to do a pottery course. Having, I'd like to get into it having watched the TV show. Yeah. I'd also like to be able to make clothes. Yes. I'd also like to be able to bake. <laughs> Live off the fat of the land. Yeah. Self sufficient. Yeah. Yeah. In... Yes. Yeah. The good life. Yes. Yeah. That'd be great. But sometimes you have to recognise the limits of your own skills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just enjoy watching Try it on the them. telly. <laughs> and do they work? Mm, yeah. Mixed, no, mixed results. I think for the fact that we've not worked together that long, we have a lot that we talk about, which is about passion for things. Yes. That might not be the same thing, but we can understand why each other's interested in it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so you've been with us just shy of four months now. Mm-hmm. What has that time at Yorks and John been like? Have you found it? So we've already mentioned the word busy, haven't we? We did. We, briefly. <laughs> yes. It's been incredibly friendly and warm. And um, it's funny how many people say to me, you've only worked here four months. I thought you'd been here longer. <laughs> because I feel the same. I feel like I've worked here a lot longer because it's such a, a nice environment that I like working with our students. I like working with my colleagues. Um it's been really interesting. I've done lots of things I've never done before. Mm. I've spent a lot of time pretending that I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, which is essentially what all adults do. Some of us are just better at covering up the pretense yeah. than others. Yeah. Um, and that's it's been good. It's been pushing me to develop my confidence in some areas and some skill sets, but also reminding me that my previous jobs have given me skills and knowledge and interest that's useful here yes so i felt like it's been a real knowledge exchange me starting here yeah like me bringing my things but also learning what's already going on and trying to find a good middle ground yeah i'd sort of mirror that as well in terms of i think we all have things that we're really comfortable with and we have other things that um aren't necessarily our strengths Mm -hmm. i think definitely meeting yourself and working together i think we've we've come from different backgrounds and we both bring something different yeah um and luckily there's been some great there's been very little overlap but there's been sort of um so we we both brought great things to the plate yeah and we match in the middle with some big careers energy yeah yeah (laughs) we will talk to people anybody who will listen about careers yeah but with how where we've got to from that is is complimentary yes which is nice hopefully yeah, yeah enough yeah <laughs> um so the question that i would love you to help me answer today mm-hmm. is i'm a final year student thinking about my career where do i start now this is a question that has come up quite often in mm. the past few months so when students ask you that question how do you begin answering that i think it's an interesting question because it can come from really different places so it can sometimes come from a I'm ready to start I think I know where I want to go how do I get there mm. but can I think probably more often come from a I'm ready to start I've never thought about it I have no idea what I want to do I'm actually in my final year my parents tell me I should apply for a job I'm starting to panic <laughs> I'll leave soon yeah what, what do I do next ah. and I think that um both are completely valid and I think it's probably more normal and common to not know what you want to do um I think my first starting point is to be reassuring about how normal that is yeah but also at the same time being really honest about the fact that it's time to start thinking about it yeah it's time to start doing some work let's acknowledge that unknown and come up with some really practical ways that we can start moving forward um that you can feel more comfortable about what you don't know and what you are looking for mm. um, and my first questions are always about who are you as a person yeah because arguably nobody knows that better 
than you mm-hmm. to know what your interests are, what you're passionate about. Again, linking to passion like we talked about before. And that's true, but they're some of the hardest questions to answer. Yeah. Because it involves self-reflection and honesty and <laughs> they're really painful at times or challenging or scary or sometimes mean that you have to understand what you can't do even if you want to do it. Mm. So it's really, they are big scary questions, but hopefully to do it in a supported conversation with a careers advisor is more reassuring than just being like wished good luck and given a load of lists of jobs to go and choose from. Exactly, because that's not useful. I mm. remember thinking back to, I think I mentioned in a previous um, episode, was my careers advisor at, at school. He had a leather jacket and a lever arch file full of careers. And um, it was sort of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was sort of, right, pick one and go for it. And and the, the, the careers in that, in that portfolio didn't interest me at all. I wasn't passionate about those sort of things. And it left me really confused about um, where I wanted to go, what the next stage would be. I think careers advice has really shifted and changed because the world has really shifted and changed. Yeah. Like it used to be that you finished school or finished uni and you picked a job and it was like, well, here's my career. I do this until I retire. And that's just not true anymore. Mm. Like there's research that is showing that the number of careers that people have is just really developing so it used to be you had that one career but now I think the research suggests that current graduates are going to have up to seven careers yes so not jobs but careers because it's less about that loyalty to an organization or our type of role it's more about who you are what you're passionate about what your priorities what needs do you have Mm. and the fact that those change in your life so be able to be self-aware and honest and have those reflection skills, they're your lifelong careers skills. Yes. Because then you can adjust and change to what what situation you're currently in. Mm. I think I'm on my other second or third career at the moment. I think um, I think you're right in terms of priorities do change. The mm. landscape around you does change. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think your interests change as well. And I think potentially um, you could start a career or start a job that at that time you feel is the best thing for you based on your own circumstances yeah but just just through changes you might think actually I've outgrown this or I'm not really interested in this area anymore tell me about that yeah so uh so I think I'm on it depends on how you count and there's, there's always going to be some blurred edges but I think I'm on my third career um and I thought I knew what I wanted to do when I finished my degree I, th- I did a uh, I'm a psychology graduate um And I thought I wanted to go into sort of support work for people with disabilities and learning difficulties and things. So Mm -hmm. I did that and I loved it. I really enjoyed it. And then had some personal circumstances that affected my family um, and me. And that it meant that I found that the energy that I had to deal with it professionally really changed and shifted. Mm -hmm. So I could technically do it. I had skills. I had had experience. I had the ability. But actually, I didn't, um, I wasn't as comfortable doing it anymore and I found it more stressful and I found it more upsetting that I couldn't change the entire world and change the whole system and make it better for everybody. And so I realised that actually to have a bigger impact meant moving jobs. Yeah. And to it it to be better for me. And then more recently and less drastically and more likely for other people, um, I've realised that um, I really like strategy. And yes. I like data and I like impact. I've always liked numbers. I, I'm a psychology graduate that did a qualitative research project but actually liked statistics. Um, but um, I, uh, I really like the fact that when you write good strategy or you write good policy, you make a big impact on many people. Yeah. But if you'd have told me, if you'd have told 
Sophie of 10 years ago that I'd have laughed in your face because yes, exactly. <laughs> I was like it just wasn't who I was I was like I don't want to be one of those yes whereas now I'm like oh I don't have to be like the ones I've already seen that are working middle management yes I can be the version of that that I think will make a difference yes and also if you if you're passionate about statistics and passionate about data me for example working with you mm. I've become more passionate about and interested in those things because you're so interested in it and therefore that can transfer to other people as well it's because they're really useful yeah okay <laughs> All right, <laughs> I understand that now. Um, but uh, but it's really really interesting, and like you say, that the landscape changing, your interest changes. Um, and one thing that I always say to students, and it's really useful too, actually, it comes from the Psychology of, uh, for Success by Alison and David Price, and it's the Flourish model. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we say to students, okay. Um, if we don't think about a career in particular or a role in particular, if you're a bit unsure, let's think about the things around you. So things like, so Flourish, the Flourish model, for example, stands for friends, location, uh, occupation, usual work environment, relatives, income, spare time and health. Mm-hmm. Now, these are considerations that you should or could uh, think about when thinking about the future. What is important to you? So, for example, for one person, having um, being able to work from home or in a certain location might be key um, because they've got, I don't know, uh, responsibilities with family or um, with their situation. It could be that income is a real driver mm-hmm. for some people. Now, I was speaking to a student this week, actually, who said quite em- em- embarrassed that um income and success and professional image was important to him as if it was a naughty or bad word it's just what your drivers are it's just what spurs you on and it's just it's really human yes yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. and that's that's fine i think what's really nice about our role is that i really and i say this with all the kindness in the world i really don't care what a student decides what i'm really passionate about is that it's a really informed decision yeah so, like, going back to what we were saying earlier on about how, like, self-reflection can be quite uncomfortable, but it's really imperative, blending that with really good decision-making skills, like being able to make an informed decision, something that's really robust, is really powerful. So, so using something like Flourish and being aware of it... Mm can really help understand what a good decision is. Absolutely, and ultimately you're going to feel more confident mm-hmm. the fact that you've considered these things instead of going uh, ip-dip-do for whatever careers you're thinking of. Yeah, and there is something about serendipity and being ready to say yes to opportunity and seeing what's in front of you, but you have to be ready for it. Yes, exactly. You can't just expect it to come up in front of you. Exactly. So you have to know what your limitations are. Yeah. So like working out where you're comfortable living and how flexible you are with that, and that's different for everybody, and I really don't mind what the answer is, but knowing like... What's your minimum rent? How much money do you need to pay for bills? Mm. What's your food outgoings? Yes. Does the job that you're really passionate about pay enough money for you to achieve that? Yeah. Is, is, it, it, a, is it a match? Yeah. And it might be that you're like, my version of success, and that's a definite question, is talking to students about what their version of success looks like. Yes, I love that question, by the way. My version of success as a student might look like... Um, doing particular skills or making a difference or earning loads of money or being in charge of lots of other people and they're all completely valid but they all come with different salaries depending on what job you're doing and what sector you're in yeah so you need to know what your minimum is Mm. so that you're not spending time applying for jobs that you can't actually do yeah i want students to figure that out Mm -hmm. um and of course we can support with Mm -hmm. that they can come and speak to us about that Um, they can use flourishes i've just mentioned to start thinking about those um those decisions and those factors so students might have an idea about what success looks like for them or what factors they should consider where can they look for ideas for roles that could fit in with those things so Anybody that's ever spoken to me for more than five minutes knows that Prospects is my favourite website. 
And I like to normally clarify that I'm in work-related website, but... Huh. <laughs> <laughs> in life. Um, no, Prospects is my favourite uh, work-related website because it's independent and it's written by careers advisors and it's a lot of the information on it is peer-reviewed. Just find that if you Google stuff like how can I become... Uh, I can't think of a job title now. Veterinary surgeon. How do I become a veterinary surgeon? You could get email. You could you you get information back from Google that is often overwhelming, and it's hard to know how viable and reliable it is. So you are not reading a website for ages, and then it turns out that it's for a company based in New Zealand, and their training practices are really different. Yes. To ours. Yeah. Or do you are you interested in a job in sales? And all you get back is sales websites trying to sell you something rather than actual information enough. It's really overwhelming and frustrating. It is. And also it's written usually by people or parties that are invested Mm -hmm. in that area. So, for example, yes, to be a veterinary surgeon, you're going to come across some quite uncomfortable situations where you might have to be resilient in terms of working with animals and pets. Now, you might know that, okay? But it might not say that on the website, that those are the skills that are required. And I think that if you don't know, if you don't have a job title to search, you can... Um, very reasonably fall into the Google of what can I do with a psychology degree? Yes, that's a way to limit your uh, limit your options. Isn't yeah, it? but it's also like it's way, it feels like it, and then you get so much information back that you can't even read it. And yeah. I think my response would tend to be shut my browser down and go away. Yeah, <laughs> or go back onto Twitter. Problem not solved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I like prospects because the information is trustworthy and it's categorised and organised. Mm. There is so much information on there that I think it is easy to feel overwhelmed the first time you look at it. So learning yeah. how to use prospects is yeah. is part of it. But it's got, it's even got a what can I do with my degree section. Mm. So you can go there and it can give you job titles that are like a direct step forward from your degree. Or you've taken a step sideways and then stepped forward, so it's like a slightly broader. You've got a couple of lists of job titles. Um, But it's also got a reminder on there that so many employers will recruit from any degree background because what they're looking for is transferable skills. Yes. So your degree gives you ability to research, depth of knowledge, forming a solid argument, bringing together rationales. Um, And it also gives you a specialist subject knowledge but all those other skills can be useful so many different places. Mm. So there are some careers where a particular degree or a particular master's is crucial, but it's about reminding yourself that you've got loads of transferable skills. So it's, it comes back to the question we started with, which is who are you and what you're interested in and what you want to do. Absolutely. Um, I also really like the job profiles on Prospects. Yes. So loads of... They have, I think, 500 job profiles. It's a lot, yeah. It's, it's, you know, again, we'll go back to the word overwhelming, but you can... You, you just look at the ones working out what your career wants what you want your career to be isn't about finding a job and going for it for most people it's about taking an overwhelming list of things and working out how to get rid of stuff so that you've got a much more manageable set of choices yeah um, so job profiles are great for that because they give you an introduction they give you duties salaries my favourite bit is the what to expect section. <gasps> Me too. So it's the good bits and the bad bits, the warts and all information that you need to know about that uh, career or that role before you decide whether it's for you or not. It's that bit where some people will go, oh yeah, of course. And other people will go, oh no. Yes. There's great decision making tools. Yes. And it's, it's that section where we're mentioning about veterinary surgeons, about the resilience you might mm. need and how it's difficult. That's the section it would yeah. be in. That's what it's like to be in that role. So that's my favourite section. 
on the prospect. Um, so once you've once you've had a look at, uh, or once you've had a thought, think about um, what who you are, what you're looking for, and you've maybe had a look on prospects about what jobs actually exist and what you could mm-hmm. do and if those match up. We then think about okay, where where are the job? Where are the jobs at? Yeah. Where where are they? Um, now there are some that I uh, speak to students about. So, uh, for example, there's our our careers mm-hmm. uh, portal, Launchpad Online, which is great, um, especially if you're looking around locally around York uh, and Yorkshire. A great place to start in terms of seeing what jobs are available. Um, I say um, websites like Milk Round, Target Jobs, um, Grad Cracker. If you're a STEM student, could be could be useful. Um, one particular search engine that I really like is an app actually it's called Debut. Now if you've not heard of Debut before, imagine Tinder but for searching for jobs without the swiping left or right. Okay? So you download Debut, you set up an account and you're required to complete three psychometric tests. Now anybody who's thinking of applying for a graduate scheme should consider practicing for psychometric tests, practicing for for that stage. Um, so you'll complete three psychometric tests. Now, those um, results, with your permission, are uh, linked to your profile. So there are also, in the app, companies that also use um, Debut from the from the back end. So they can see um, who has set up a profile and what their results are from psychometric tests. Now, if they like the sound of you based on the, um, the results of your psychometric test, they can approach you and say, actually, you've succeeded in, in the test that we use. All the companies on the, on the app use the same psychometric test, so you're not doing tests for each individual company. There are companies such as Barclays, EY, Siemens, Bloomberg, uh, Kia, Bosch, and there's a really interesting uh, position with Apple Music mm. and Shazam, which is on there as well. Um, and basically, they can approach you, and you've almost skipped the psychometric stage for that organisation because you've already completed it mm-hmm. on the app. Are there any sort of go-to place that you would suggest students go to? My other favourite part of prospects on the job uh, profiles is that it has a list of key employers. Mm. and job search sites because I think all of us have had an experience where we've been on Indeed and we've searched something <laughs> and we've found 50 sales jobs that we weren't looking for Yeah, and that's really normal Indeed's a great website but you, learning to filter it to just your needs is quite a challenge mm. if you go to a job profile on Prospects it will have a um, a list of key employers and websites that are related to that area so you can go and you can really just explore what jobs are advertised. Um, I saw one today with a student which was museumjobs.com. So if you're interested in working in museums, it's a great place to even just see what's being advertised. And you can look at jobs that maybe uh, are for in 10 years' time and work out what gaps you've got in your CV that you need to be working on now to get there. Yeah. But you can also just see if there's any jobs you could apply for right now. Yeah. Um, so that's, I think, really helpful and helps minimise that kind of uh, trawling through jobs that you're not interested in using specific sites. Um, and then also we've got a partnership with Grad Intelligence, mm. where if you, which is where if you want to have a look at your here, you can go and have a look at your higher education achievement record. Yes, uh, well remembered. Thank you. We've also got a podcast on here, actually. Oh, have you? Oh, no, have we? Yes, we have. Yeah, we have. <laughs> Um, uh, I'm telling you um, and but if you go to Grad Intelligence and sign up for your profile you can see you're here which means you can kind of get an awareness of what you have built up at university but you can do their psychometrics and they have live jobs and part of their role is matching graduates to the jobs that they've got on their website yeah. it's another place where 
you're not just going in cold mm. you're going in with a, a link and hopefully being contacted by jobs that are relevant to you and what your interests and skills are yeah but in short um we know some stuff <laughs> about um well, no, about I, careers. I don't know much about anything but i'm really good at helping people work out what their questions are and then helping them work out where they look, want to look for their answers that's what i said <laughs> <laughs> but we, yeah so uh, what i'd say is in short um come and speak to us so we're here we're based in launchpad um appointments are available so if you are uh, in the midst of thinking about this sort of stuff making these decisions um just question yourself about what what the next stage might be please come do and uh, come and speak to us it's really easy to get stuck in your own head thinking about these things and yeah. go in circles or speak to people that have got a vested interest mm i.e. mums are great at saying things like you have to get a job yeah. and they're not wrong but it's not always your space to be heard so what, coming speaking to us often means me asking you the question why until you finally say I don't know and then I feel like I've achieved something but uh, no, but having a supported conversation to help you work through that and to have somebody reflect back to you what you're saying can be really clarifying experience yeah and what I'd also say is there's no wrong path no. And I think a lot of a lot of people, not even just students, a lot of people in general, feel as though, well, what if I make the wrong decision? Mm-hmm. And what I'd say is there's, there's a million different routes and paths to your success. And we might take the most straight and um, simple route. We might not. We might not know at the time if that's the, if that's the most simple or um, complicated route. But we do what we can do and we mm-hmm. take what we can take and we make decisions based on the research that we've done and where we are at that time. Sophie, you describe yourself or have done previously as an accidental careers advisor, which I can certainly relate to. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? I don't know if I've ever thought, oh, I really want to be a careers advisor. <laughs> but I am one. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. And that used to stress me out quite a lot. Mm become a lot more comfortable with it now because I'm far more aware of things like career planning models and theories Yes, which allows me to be more aware about where I am within a process Mm. Um, and I'm also more comfortable with the fact that it doesn't matter that I don't know Mm. because what I'm doing is being proactive in my decision making and my awareness of where I'm at so I know where I'm at right now, I'm more aware of what my priorities are, um, I know where my strengths are aware of my weaknesses I know which of my weaknesses I want to build up and which ones I'm just going to ignore because they're not relevant to what I'm trying to do Mm. Um, so I think I never I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up but I'm now comfortable with that so I've got a a career that gives me kind of 10 years of working in something that's employability related ish Mm. and I think I've worked alongside careers teams since oh I'm about to age myself since (laughs) Since 2008, I think I've worked at least alongside a careers team, but I didn't join a careers team until 2017. Mm. So I've done a lot of work that's relevant and transferable and has a real common theme of wanting to help people because I'm cheesy, (laughs) but in a way that is practical and useful and functional. Um, And so I'm accidentally a careers advisor because I am just about qualified and I have a lot of experience that's relevant and I was in a position I've been in a couple of positions where I've been able to see jobs advertised and know that they fit within kind of my flourish my priorities yes. and my, my what I want to do 
and it's meant that I've had to apply and take advantage of opportunities that suit me at that moment in time. Yeah. But I don't know what's next. No. And I think when you when you came to York St John, I remember you saying about that the fact at that time, at mm-hmm. the time that you, you and that you were here currently, that what we're working towards and what we're passionate about at the institution, you were also passionate about. Yeah, I think I'd the values of the institution that I work for or the place that I work for is incredibly important for me. And I've worked with people who feel similarly and I work with people who are like, oh, I just get my head down and crack on. And I really admire that, I, but it's not who I am as a person. So no. for me as an individual, without any judgment for anybody else, the values of the institution are are sort of really linked to how fulfilled I feel and how stressed I feel yes. at work. So I like the fact that about York St. John, it's about nobody being left behind. Mm. It's about being a transformative experience for students. Mm. It's about making sure that people know what options they've got and that doing a degree is a really exciting prospect. You still have to work on what you want to do with it, but that we're here to support you with it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And coming to university is not just about your degree. No. It's about the experience and the fun as well. And about the friends and learning how to... I mean, the reason you're asked to do teamwork at university is so that you can learn with, to work with people you don't like because that's real. That's work. <laughs> yeah, that's real. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, obviously nobody here included. <laughs> uh, no, but I think university is about having a safe space to explore loads of ideas that you don't know because it's less risky because you're still doing a degree that's your main interest Mm. so it's a great chance for like volunteering and work placements and using those to help you understand what you do and don't want to do Mm. in a way that isn't about committing full-time work to something that you really don't enjoy exactly exactly um i was speaking to a number of students recently actually over the past few weeks who said they weren't sure what they wanted to do after university so they're going to do a master's instead Mm -hmm. um what are your thoughts on that I hesitate because doing a master's can be amazing. It gives you that real kind of professionalisation of your knowledge and skills. It can really hone things like research skills. Um, It can make you a specialist in an area. Mm. But to do one because you're not sure what else to do means that you run the risk of doing something that doesn't give you that specialism in an area that you're actually really passionate about because you don't know what that area is. Yes. So for me, that's not a great... I'm nervous. I don't want to ever criticise somebody's decision-making because I don't understand how they got there. So it's not my place to judge that. But to do a master's because you don't know what else to do is risky. You should feel, I feel, that you've made a good, considered decision that is going to benefit you moving forward. I think master's study is a big investment. Of your time and your money and your energy. Yes. And if you don't know why you're doing it, how will you know if it was helpful? Yeah. And I think when we speak to students and whatever, whether it's master's study or whether it's um, uh, a plan that they've got in the future, we'll often ask why. Why? 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 What are your thoughts around that? Why? 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 Why are you thinking that? Um, and if you're confident and comfortable and you know the reason why you're doing something, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Yeah. And we will support you 100%. If you're doing something because you're unsure or you feel that's the only option you have, I would say think about it again. And come have a conversation with us. Yeah. Because we're not here to judge, but we are here to support with those conversations. Yes. I think a really big factor as well is that you do have access for most courses to a 
postgraduate master's loan. Yeah. Um, but there's only one of those available for you. Mm. So once you've taken it, you can't have it for another one in a few years' time when you realise that there's a master's that you really want to do. Yes. So my anecdote about this is a, a friend of mine who is a careers advisor herself. Her daughter had that exact experience. Mm. She did a psychology undergraduate degree and then did a psychology master's that was quite broad because she wasn't quite sure what she wanted to do. She loved psychology. She she wanted to kind of move forward in that area. So it kind of felt like it made sense. A couple of years later, uh, she, after some work experience, realised that she was desperate to become a speech and language therapist, Mm. uh, which includes a very specific master's that you must do to qualify. Mm. And so she had to self-fund a master's. A second master's. A second master's. Very few of us have the finances to cough up eight and a half grand. Yeah. Or ten and a half grand. Yeah. So I couldn't do that. Don't have the money for that. So you, you then have to work and do savings. You can make it happen, but you have to... It's a very different set of options. Mm. I also think if you don't know what you want to do, picking a master's won't necessarily help you make that decision. I think work experience. Yeah getting paid work, learning more about yourself if you've not had a lot of experience being paid to work, seeing how you react, how do you like being managed What do you? how do you like to organise your day what's the environment, do the values of the organisation make a difference to how you work even if it means doing a job the way you think, well I've really learned I don't want to do that, that's progress it is so I think there's an argument for um, for that being a real helper in working out what you do and don't want to do what is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? I'm pleased you gave me a heads up before the podcast that you're asking me this because my initial <laughs> response is, I don't know. Um, but actually, I think the one that I come back to regularly is this too shall pass. And I like it because it's about the good and the bad in life. So when things are difficult and challenging and I need to dig deep and find some resilience even when I feel like I've run out, it's a reminder that this won't always be like this. It will change. Mm. So I can make it through to the next stage of whatever that change is. Mm. But it also keeps me grateful for the good things in life because they will also change. So it's about being aware and mindful about what I've got, but also knowing that I can make it to the next bit. And for the final part of the podcast, I would like to bring your attention to um, uh, Tara, who is the author of the Struggling Graduate blog um, that I came across uh, a few weeks ago. Um, and she describes herself, describes the blog as an in-progress guide to surviving the real world. So um, she graduated uh, from university in uh, the summer of 2018 and she posted this uh, February of the following year, so February 2019. And what she says is, so if you're freaking out because you don't have a job, don't. I've been there and freaking out does not help at all but what does help is strategy. Go at it full force, and when you hit a wall, turn around and find find another way across. It's not always a straight line for everyone. Sometimes it's diagonal, horizontal. Some people even have to go backwards at some point. Never give up, and know that if you've made it through university, you can make it through anything. You're educated, tenacious, and ready to take on the world, even if you hit a few bumps on the way. These things are really powerful and considered. I like it because it's reassuring and realistic. Yes, which is what we're all about. Yes. Um, So finally, before we go, is there anything that you'd like to bring our listeners' attention to? Uh, Yeah, I'm super psyched about the fact that we've got a new uh, appointment offer this year 
like from now, from January, from the 27th of January 2020, yep. uh, we're now offering two drop-ins a week. Yeah. So on Mondays and Wednesdays between 11 and 1, you can rock up at Launchpad and have your quick queries answered. So it might be that you just think, oh, where do I look for information about this? Or it could be, I'm applying for a job with a CV tomorrow, could you have a quick look over it? Yeah. And anything kind of in between. Um, and really excitingly, that's going to be staffed by our peer career coaches. Yes. So we've got students helping students, which is amazing it because is. I'm old and who wants to listen to me? <laughs> <laughs> We're not down with the kids anymore. No, like, oh. um, no it's, it's less about that and more about the fact that you guys helping each other, you're already in each other's network, so let's start utilising it. Um, and I think that that can be really powerful and really fun and it will mean that you can see us as a service quickly rather than having to wait for waiting list. So you can still book to have half hour appointments with us on Launchpad Online, yeah. um, which is a more detailed, in-depth space for you as a student to come and be heard and get that information, advice and guidance. But we're hoping that a couple of drop-ins a week really adds to our offer absolutely and i think that's the feedback that we got from you that um, obviously mm. at some point in the year there is a slightly longer wait for appointments um so we listened and we've um we've got some really exciting plans for uh, for this year and beyond which is which is great mm-hmm. um well that's it thank you so much to sophie for joining me today f- uh, for the podcast if you've got any questions about anything we've discussed today you can find the careers team in the launchpad space in holgate or by emailing careers at yorkesj.ac.uk